You're listening to SBS News. Master's student Nornihal Singh is stacking shelves at a Melbourne supermarket to pay the bills while studying in Australia, although he admits covering the rising cost of living isn't easy. Since I've been working in a supermarket, I can see the prices rising and uh, it does become uh, difficult to manage it. Petrol costs a lot. That costs me around $80 to fill the tank. So, yeah, that's one of my expenditures. So my highest expenditure is rent, then comes petrol, and then my groceries. Mr Singh is among more than 100,000 students from India already enrolled here, and like many, is juggling several jobs. So right now I work for around uh, 35 plus hours a week, but there was a time I used to work more than 40, but then I cut it down because I got too exhausting and I wanted a better work-life balance. Mr Singh arrived last year from Hyderabad in India for a two-year master's degree in rehabilitation counselling at La Trobe University. He's making the most of unrestricted student work hours. Fortnightly I earn around 1.5k, like $1,500. I work basically to pay my rent and I'm mostly self-sufficient. I do not depend on my parents for the money. But the student work burden is a concern for Phil Honeywood, the CEO of the International Education Association of Australia. He says some students are working three or even four jobs, potentially compromising their education. We've got particularly large numbers of students who come from the subcontinent, from India, from Nepal, Sri Lanka, who are working three different jobs, 140 hours a week. And many of them are now under mental health pressure from families back home who are saying, well, if you can earn that many Australian dollars by working unlimited hours while you supposedly study full-time, then you can send money back home. To get a study visa here, applicants must prove they can support themselves. But Mr Honeywood says some students are still expected to keep earning. And juggling full-time study with multiple jobs is stressful, leading to growing demand for appropriate mental health support. There aren't enough interculturally competent or interculturally trained qualified psychologists and mental health counsellors in Australia. If they can get an appointment with an Australian qualified psychologist, then often they believe that that person may not understand some of the cultural issues, sexuality, a whole raft of issues that uh, really are concerning them and they want somebody who understands their particular cultural background, expectations and how they can work to resolve some of those uh, mental health uh, problems. In the last six months of 2022, the Department of Home Affairs says 44,000 student visa applications came from India, surpassing China at almost 39,000. Nonihal Singh explains. Living in Australia, I, I like the weather. Uh, the wages are pretty good. Like I had read reports that Australia is more multicultural than Canada and that's something I was looking forward to. This week, China announced bans on studying online, forcing up to 40,000 Chinese students back to Australian universities to complete their qualifications. Sherman Young is the Deputy Vice-Chancellor of RMIT in Melbourne and says universities are busy preparing more face-to-face teaching and a return to normal campus life post-pandemic. We've seen an incredible activation of life on campus. We've got over 100 clubs and societies which really provide a foundation for engagement for many of our students. The latest figures show that we've got 80% of our students who are enrolled coming back onto campus. 
India has 850 million people below the age of 35, and Australia's unrestricted work hours is an added incentive for many to study here. However, Mr Honeywood says that's soon to change. Minister Claire O'Neill has announced that she's going to put a cap back on from June this year of 20 hours a week or thereabouts, something akin to 20 hours a week uh, paid employment while you study. This is overdue and very timely because we have been concerned about the motivation of some of these young people. Are they actually coming to Australia to study or have they got other reasons to try and come into our economy and earn money? For many international students, the goal is to remain in Australia and work as a permanent resident after graduating. Mr Singh explains. Like I have two elder sisters and a youngest son. So there is an unsaid thing that I have to be the earning person in the family. I plan to do my PhD after this, so I do not know if I'll work here and then pursue my PhD or just go forward with the PhD. So yeah, I am working as much as I can uh, right now, knowing that the restrictions will be coming in so that I can save money. Alan Lee, SBS News.